0: Hello and welcome to the Wild Blue Podcast, perspectives on aviation lives, lifestyles and business. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Wild Blue Podcast, Todd Minton, Chris Kirk, and we're going to continue to talk today. If you had a chance to listen to our last podcast, uh, we have an excellent, very interesting guest with a tremendously varied aviation background and business background, both in aviation as well as uh, in uh, uh, business activities outside of aviation. Uh, Craig Wilcox, welcome back. Thank you. Good to see you again and and anxious to talk uh, today about uh, your latest business venture, Arrowhead Air Park, a new air park in uh, in the Kansas City area. And we left off talking about uh, your other business venture, the uh, Carriage House, that's correct, right? When I say correct. Carriage car- House, I don't want to say, is there an S on there, it- there?
1: There is, Carriage Houses of Johnson County.
0: Of Johnson County, which is, uh, as you described it, a, almost a automobile condominium car enthusiast
1: sort yes, of. A, yes, yes. Uh, we sometimes describe it as... Uh, A storage unit facility times 10. Everything is bigger, better, cleaner, insulated. It's nice. So it's not like your typical orange door storage unit place. Right. Uh, And people purchase these garage units. We call them condos even though they don't live in them. It's just the condominium concept of a unit within a larger building. But they buy a garage of varying sizes And uh, they turn it into their little car man cave. And some of these garages, I'm pretty sure they've spent three times decorating and upgrading (laughs) their garage than they spent for the actual garage. We have garages with spiral staircases and lifts so they can store multiple cars. One gentleman has um, two murals that cover the entire side of the garage, like, you know... uh, Uh, A night at the drive-in from the 50s, you know, that kind of thing. uh, i bet there's some neat cars out there. Oh, classic cars. Uh, Now, people also have boats, uh, motorhomes, you know, it's just whatever they want to store that rolls, basically. And we've even got a few uh, owners who bought a garage, and then one guy put in a batting cage for his grandkids inside the garage, and another one restores old pianos. Wow. So it's not just for cars, but that's that's oh. the main uh, interest in that area. And, and as long as there's no spray painting or gas welding, we don't really care what you do in your garage. As long as it's uh, not a commercial activity with, right.
2: you know, buyers coming in or something. Are a lot of the guys, because my, my son's big into cars, so I'm kind of curious about this, but are a lot of the guys restoring their own cars or have cars that they restored? Or, or uh, is there a mix of folks that have just bought cars that already restored and they're just...
1: Uh, both, both. Um, we had one gentleman who since sold his units and moved on, but he used to restore Alfa Romeos. So at any one time, he'd have three or four of these right. old Alphas in his garage, some on lifts, some on the ground, and do it himself. Others uh, just buy a classic car, and all they want to do is wax it, you yeah. know, and just keep it running and take it to car shows. And, right. Uh, and it's all good.
0: Huh. Who, Who are, is your... Who are
1: your clients? Is it a wide variety of people of all walks of life? Well, I wouldn't say all walks of life, but generally, uh, you know, upper middle class income demographic, because uh, the garages aren't inexpensive. Uh, I'd say 90% of them are there because they're car enthusiasts or car nuts, and it's uh, a lot of them live in very nice communities that don't allow a separate garage built in the backyard or they don't allow vehicles to be parked in the driveway or out on the street, like people with a large motor home, for instance. And so we become their second garage out at at this facility. Uh, And then like I said, because it's kind of a, a guy heaven out there, people spend a lot of money and a lot of time really dressing up these garages and they're all fully insulated drywalled you know a lot more upscale than just a storage unit so and they can they can sell them that's
2: say. yes they can sell them and then there's probably what covenants that you know you have to abide by amongst the
1: yes and yes and that's one of the main selling features is these aren't rental units in fact we don't allow any rentals or subletting uh it's personal property just like you buy a condo down at the Lake of the Ozarks or in Florida, you own this garage condo, and everyone who's sold has made money on their garage. And we've pretty much got a line out the door waiting for new garages that right. or for garages to come up for sale. That's so it's, it's been very successful. But but because we're all airline pilots, uh, I won't I won't lie. We made some mistakes along the way and. We call them lessons learned. Yes.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> but uh, real estate development's uh, a lot more involved uh, than it appears on the face, and there's just a lot going on in the background with zoning and uh, tax, you know, treatment, things like that that we weren't fully aware of, and uh, but we're a lot smarter about it now. Well,
0: that with this new undertaking mm-hmm. is new, very large project, Arrowhead Air Park, that you are, uh, that's in, I hate to say, I want to say in some regards, well, it's in its initial phases. I know it's not in initial <laughs> phases for you, but it uh, but it is, it's really getting rolling now. And you must have taken some of the lessons from uh, that development,
1: uh, Carriage Houses of Johnson County. Uh, we, we, we certainly did, and, and actually uh, it was, some of the garage owners that I'm in partnership with at carriage houses we had a dream of taking that car garage condo concept and making it a hangar condo concept for an airpark uh due to covid and other issues that came up in the last couple of years uh i'm basically the the surviving enthusiast for an airpark uh so I found some, uh, some new business partners that I work with. And one of them was my uh, private pilot student. We were flying back from Branson, Missouri uh, in his Cirrus. I'd flown him down there because he didn't have his license yet. And uh, on the way back, I'm looking at fields as we're flying over southern Missouri, saying, boy, that'd make a great air park. Boy, that'd be perfect for my air park. And, and he said, what are you talking about? So I gave him a little background of how I've always had this dream of developing an air park. He said, do you want a business partner? And the rest is kind of history. So we started, we brought in some other uh, business acquaintances, you know, colleagues. And now we have a six-member LLC and uh, we have a contract on 160 acres south of Belton. And it looks like uh, this thing's It's going to come to reality. It'll take a little while, obviously. We've got lots of hurdles to to get over with uh, the county and the purchase and the engineering, grading of the land. There's Once again, there's so much underneath the surface that people don't see until there's an actual runway or buildings or homes there. But but so far, it's green lights, and uh, we look forward to purchasing this land in about a month. And we hope to have the runway in by the end of the year.
2: So, Craig, I want to stop you real quick because I know that there's people that are probably listening and interested. Throw out your website, so if they want to go on to it right now while listening to this, they can.
1: Okay. Uh, First of all, we have not established a website yet.
2: Okay. That's on our to-do
1: list. But we do have a Facebook page. Just uh, look up Arrowhead Airpark on Facebook, and it'll take you right to it. Or if you want to contact me directly, uh, use my Gmail account, arrowheadairpark at gmail.com. Okay, thanks. The
0: When will you be able to start selling actual uh, lots along the runway?
1: I mean, what's the time frame? Uh, we're looking for early fall to actually start writing contracts. Uh, right now we have a, a reservation system where... Yeah. You know, if interested, future owners want to get their name in the hat and make sure they get, you know, first choice when we release the lots, they can do that, and we can coordinate that through that Arrowhead Air Park email address. Or they can call our realtor, if you don't mind. Uh, His name is Bill Brown. He's our broker, and his number is 913 244 Four nine five four. That's Bill Brown. Nine one three two four 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 nine five four. So right now we have uh, fourteen people who have made reservations. Oh wow! So a, a very robust response. We thought to our first marketing Exciting. push. Yes, yes. And I'll interject real
0: quickly to so say you just held an initial meeting. What within the last two uh, about two three, weeks ago, two yeah, something weeks. like that. So that's that's quite impressive, right off the bat.
1: Yes, and that's uh, that's basically just putting down a little money to hold their place in line based on a, a good PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, we have nothing to actually offer yet, uh, but we have to take it all one step at a time. Absolutely. But you guys
2: have you guys have got a lot of, of a lot of planning that's been done, a lot of. Uh, yes infrastructure that's been considered so give an overview of you know number of lots you're talking about the size of lots the runway situation clubhouse all these things that you've got there's a there's a tremendous amount of thought that's gone behind this right so uh the main feature is the paved runway uh
1: a lot well i'd say the majority of lighted runway it will be lighted and we will have a gps approach we're working through the steps for that uh so we're planning initially for 3,000 feet of length and 40 feet wide. Uh, a few years down the road, if the current homeowners decide it's worth it, then we may do an assessment and widen that runway a little bit, 50 feet, 60 feet. We're going to build it in a clear zone that's big enough where we have room for that expansion. But initially 40 feet, which is wide enough for uh, most you know, reasonably skilled pilots. Uh, it's not Roosterville if you're familiar. With that. <laughs> <laughs> and so, if I remember it's like a 1331
2: orientation, more or less? Uh, yes, 1533. 1533. Yeah, 1533.
1: Yeah. Three, yeah. three, okay. three, three. Uh, so, southeast and northwest, that uh, fits the topography of the land and where the ravine and the ponds are. Uh, there's really no airspace around it that's a conflict. There is a small private airstrip to the northeast, but we have a letter of agreement with them through the FAA, so we won't have any conflicts there. So the runway is the the key uh, anchor of the airport, and then we're going to sell what we call estate lots, which are lots that are about one and a half to two and a half acres, where homeowners can build a, a nice large upscale home and then either have a hangar as a separate building or as part of the home and we'll have covenants for that to make sure that those are of the appropriate size and appearance that you know it right uh, keeps the value of the, uh, the property there I, uh, where we kind of started with this was the condo concept garage condo to hangar condo so in the southeast corner, we plan to build a few uh, hangar condo buildings, so these will be similar similar to the garage condos mm-hmm. in the concept of ownership and individual units within a building, but obviously a lot larger. Uh, what will make those different from your typical city or county airport is these will not be T-hangers, they'll be box hangers, which gives you quite a bit more square footage to have uh, storage, uh, workshop, perhaps even two airplanes. T-hangers are, they kind of fit your airplane like a glove, so there's mm-hmm. not much room to do much else. Right. They'll be fully insulated, fully drywalled, and then with the option for climate control, so heating and air conditioning, because as I'm sure we can all agree, a cold T-hanger on a winter morning is no <laughs> fun at all. And. Uh, so these will be obviously much nicer than that, and we don't plan to rent. Those will be sold, uh, similar to the garage condos, which helps with you know, pride of ownership and, uh, yeah. and resale value. So in, instead of just something you rent, kind of throw money into the trash every month, this is something
2: where you're building equity. And the size of this box hanger is going to be the roughly... S- the smallest
1: ones will be about 40 by 40. Okay. I think we ended up with 1,700 square feet. They're slightly wider than uh, deep, so we could put a 40-foot door in. And then we also have a second size plan that'll be 50 feet deep and 54 feet wide. Uh, and then we'll kind of let the market determine which of those we build first, and maybe we'll have another size eventually. But. Do anyway, a, that, do you have a builder
0: already selected or an idea yes, who? Yes, he
1: he's the uh, the builder we used at the carriage houses. Oh, okay. So I've already got uh, you know, plans and estimates and door you know, estimates. Sure. So we, we've kind of done our homework on that, but we haven't made a final decision which building we'll put up first or how many units it'll have.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but that's uh, that's the second feature. Uh, our attendees at our marketing launch made it very clear that neither of those was exactly what they were looking for. They said, I don't really want to build a house. My wife really doesn't want to live on an airpark, but I can't live in this hangar condo you're offering. We said, well, let's come up with something in between. So we're now going to offer what we call residential hangar lots. So these will be about half acre lots some slightly bigger just based on the the lay of the land, but at least a half acre, and you can build your own hangar there, and you can put a small apartment in it, and the apartment can be on top, it can be inside in a corner, it can be attached to the side, you know, as long as it meets our covenants for appearance and setback, those kind of things, uh, we're going to be pretty flexible on that, and that's where we've got most of our reservations recently was with that concept sure. and uh, that's pretty easy to develop because we put in basically a taxiway and entry road and some infrastructure and sell the lots it's not like having to build the hangar condos which are you know quite an expense mm-hmm. uh, last feature of the airpark uh, will be our community clubhouse so some airparks around the country even though they have very nice homes and uh, you know a nice runway and everything they still don't really have a, a central social hub and we think that's important it, it worked very well at the garages and uh, So we're going to have a, a large upscale community clubhouse uh, Which will have enough facilities for restrooms uh, Kitchen you could hold small private parties there. We can have Airpark safety meetings there uh, or you just have some friends fly in from out of town and you want to uh, get together and have dinner out on the patio. So we'll have like, you know, a, a nice uh, patio kind of picnic area probably with some water features. Would it be possible even like have a, a wedding or something?
0: Uh, would you envision something even that far? I mean, Maybe. I that, that
1: depends on the size yeah. of the facility and whether or not we want to make it. Kind of open for outsiders yeah, that, because that would be, I can see the issue. Boy, yeah. I'll tell you,
0: there's so many thoughts that must go through your head all the time. <laughs> could well, be, couldn't be, might, might
1: right, not. Yeah, right. Every uh, and you know every every option we offer has its pros and cons in cost and uh, liability. Uh, so we haven't completely made up our mind on some of those yet, but we will have a clubhouse and it definitely will have restroom facilities for our hangar mm-hmm. condo owners because there's no water in those facilities uh, how big we go on that uh, what kind of scale that hasn't been determined yet interesting but anyway we <laughs> like, like i said earlier i think in the first podcast we want people to drive in and just be totally blown away like wow this place this place rocks instead of oh there's another row of hangers do to do, do right because you're going to have road.
2: spouses <laughs> that Exactly. Are not as into aviation as as uh, the other one, and uh, and they need to feel they need to feel welcome. They need to feel like it's something that they can they can get into, and not kind of be pigeonholed into the other person's right. hobby. Right. Right. Now, I'll bring up something else. Uh, air
1: parks, obviously, people live there because they have airplanes and they want to fly airplanes. But we plan to restrict airplane flying a little bit. Because even if you're a resident in an airpark, you don't want to hear the guy taking off right over your house all day long. And so the way we plan to restrict that is if you need to do student training or you want to do low approaches, and touch and goes, uh, go do that at a different airport. Do that at a public airport. We're going to be totally private, so it's only homeowner pilots or condo owners uh, who can fly out of there and pretty much it's going to be you take off you go somewhere and do your flying thing you come back and land but this air park is a place to park your airplane it's not a place to do flying training if yeah, that makes sense it sure. will i'm sure we'll have a few potential buyers who may balk at that and say you know i just i just want to buzz the field all day long and well i don't think we want that we want the again the aesthetic of the air park to be more like the country club like the golf course where it's quiet it's country and occasionally you'll hear the uh, incredibly rewarding sound of an airplane taking off but not not all day long and and probably fairly restrictive at night as well Try, just trying to keep it quiet even though it is an
2: airport well there's trip. enough there's enough places around where this is if the guy wants to go out and do nothing but you know tear up the pattern for an hour he can go do that he can go do it at lease Summit or
0: of well, pages. there's four airports within, I don't know, 12 nautical miles that uh, right, of
2: this, right. which
0: brings up the location uh, of, of this. Uh, why don't you uh, describe where it is within the metro Kansas City area? And of course, we have many listeners that are not from here, so, and, and talk about some reasons as to why someone should consider not only moving to, like, an air park, but but here in, in Kansas City, what,
2: what does this and, and let me just say real quick, because if, I, if I'm right, at that meeting, you guys had some folks from several states away attending that meeting. Didn't you? We did. We had, yeah. Uh,
1: at least one from Tennessee. I think we had one from Texas. Uh, and I get requests, you know, over the email account from all over. Right. And we're marketing this slowly to start because we don't have a contract to offer yet you know we're engineering out the lots we had a sketch at that meeting but that was preliminary we once we lock it in and plat it with the county then we'll have something to sell then we'll market it much more aggressively and i'm sure we'll get more interest from around the country because we'll market it through nationwide uh right, right. channels you know, brokers right. Yeah. and mls listings that'll uh, bring in a lot more, but we wanted to just kind of gauge the interest level uh, before we took the next step. Sure. And, like I said, the the response from that meeting was robust, so uh,
2: that's why we're. And we, I don't we, think you said, but is it is it a thousand? What was what's the amount to get to get a, a chance to buy the, the reservation? Is a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars, and uh, it's fully
1: refundable. Fully for, refundable oh. at any time for any reason. Again, because. We, it's not a contract. We don't have right. something to sell you just yet. So it's just a reservation system. And The first lottery is closed. We may do a second lottery once we have lots to actually do contracts on, but uh, certainly the reservation system is open. So if somebody wants to contact us at that email address, we'll take your money and we'll put you on the list, but you won't be drawn out of the hat from that first lottery. You'll just be next after they're done okay
0: interesting yeah the location on the
1: south side of kansas city. oh yeah so you asked me to describe okay. that a little bit so the metro area of kansas city covers two different states not, not a lot of people are aware of that so uh, about a third of that is kansas city on the kansas side and several uh, smaller towns, suburbs and about two-thirds on the missouri side uh so right next to the state line, we're just inside Missouri, but we're less than a mile from the state line, just on that south side of the metro. So it's very close to uh, shopping and upscale communities in what we call Johnson County, which is on the Kansas side, uh, Leewood, Overland Park, uh, Mission, Olathe. And then on the Missouri side, uh, Belton, Raymore, Grandview, uh, Lee Summit. Lee Summit. So, anyone living in those areas could easily still access the air park and use one of our hangar lots and build a hangar or buy a hangar condo. Uh, We're very close to major freeways, so the access is easy. And I personally have been looking at land. Online, driving out to drive around the land and flying over the land for about the last three and a half years. Uh, So I I looked for a long, long time. This is the Cinderella property. Just everything about it is, I guess, Goldilocks. Wrong fable, sorry. It's the Goldilocks property. It's just right. Yes. Because so many others were too far out to attract people who'd want to live out there or... They had high tension power lines on one end, or they had a big ravine down the middle. You know, there was just always something not quite right about it, or the size wasn't right. And this one, at 160 acres, is big enough for both a long runway and lots of development. It's close to town without being right next to suburbs and elementary schools, so it is out in the country, but uh, fairly close to everything you'd want to get to.
0: Well, I was shocked. I mean, I, I really was when I really took a hard look uh, at, at the distance to what are the mo- some of the most desirable shopping areas. I just think, you know, obviously when you're talking about an park, you got to have buy-in. Presumably most people are married that are doing this and, and you got to have buy-in from a spouse who may like your airplane, but not necessarily love your airplane. They got to have something that, that they want besides the runway right and and I right. just feel like uh, location wise this is quite impressive it really is not far from from excellent shopping and other facilities whether you're talking about a, a gym or a, a, I suppose you know there's probably churches within a reasonable distance there's uh, I don't know there's just a, a, a lot to offer where you're at and I being on the Missouri side, probably a little bit of tax advantage overall as compared to the Kansas side. And, and yet you've got all the benefits of the, the, probably the, I don't know, Johnson County, how would you describe it? Uh, in the Kansas, within the Kansas city area, I, I hate to use the term, the money part, but it's, but it's
1: probably, well, it's, it, it's a fact, you know, and, is, the, just, uh,
0: and you're right there. You're accessible to all that in right. Johnson County, but you're in, you take advantage of being in Missouri, uh, with regard to taxes and and uh, just, I, I mean, I can't really say cost of living because you're buying, but but certainly taxes. If fuel is cheaper in in Missouri. Yeah. Is, and I think the cheap. only thing
2: that's not cheaper is uh, property tax on an airplane. Yeah, and that's that's going to be the one difference. But I, I've done the math on it before, and living on the Missouri side, and I'm from the Kansas side. I'm from Johnson County. Uh, Living on the Missouri side, you know, between income tax and sales tax and, and all these other things, it's it's definitely cheaper living on this side of the state line.
0: Now, the three of us may have a disagreement at the table with regard to in-state tuition. In uh, and which college? <laughs> but you're the guy that owns the air park and you—I got it. Well, well, you're the, you're and, the Missouri guy, and, and
1: you got. It. And honestly, you know the uh, the demographic that we're targeting to purchase these properties. Those will be considerations, but I don't think
2: it'll ever be a right. deal breaker, right? Right. Um, yeah.
0: It's more important just location. To well, get to-
2: I think location and and the uh, just the what you're what you're offering, what the appeal is. You know, yes. it's a it's a it's a high end place because, like we were talking about just briefly on the last podcast, you know, there's a couple of other places here in town that are you know they don't have a paved runway. Um, they they haven't even full a couple of them like up not too far from where you and I live that have not where you too have not fully developed or built out right. uh, and and then you go buy them and uh, you know the one that I'm thinking of in particular Lord they had a house that was incomplete there for it seemed like a decade <laughs> yes um, and so and, you know you drive in and, it, and there's nothing that's just like oh man I would love to live here you know it was it was nothing like that it's like eh, Gosh, they could have done this a little differently, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So, and I think that's going to be the appeal is, is people that are used to living in nice communities with nice homes. And, um, you know, and again, it comes down to the investment. That's what I'm always looking at is, can I sell this darn thing when I'm done? You know, is, is there right. going to be somebody there to buy it? Well, and let's be honest, the,
1: uh, you know, you take all the people, let's say, in the Kansas City area, even though we're, we could go nationwide, Let's just talk about the Kansas City area. Of those people, how many are pilots? Maybe 5%? That's a guess. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's a small fraction. Of those 5% of pilots, how many want to live on an airpark? And of those, how many can afford to mm-hmm. buy an airpark? So we're, it's not as uh, resaleable, you know, it's not as marketable to the general public as just a standard subdivision. But on the other hand, for a, a pilot who wants to live with his airplane, it's yeah. it's heaven on earth. Mm-hmm. And the air parks that are larger and have a paved runway around the country, they do extremely well. And uh, lots in Texas, Florida, mm-hmm. uh, some really pretty ones yeah. in Tennessee, Georgia. I think it's got a lot of appeal to it. You and know it, like I said, it's there's nothing like this for. 200 miles.
0: And we're all biased, but the Kansas City area is really a, a great place to live. I mean, it's it's relatively, it's very inexpensive, uh, and it, it's uh, uh, you know we do have all four seasons, and sometimes they get a little extreme, but but uh, <laughs> but we do have you know a, a mix of weather here. We're centrally located, uh, you know, you're not that far uh, location wise to, to the downtown. Part of Kansas. City. I don't know if you figured that out. I don't want to put you on the spot and say
1: the exact disc I time. I think I think the driving time to the center of downtown is about twenty-three minutes. S- mean, that so is that about
2: what it would be to like the sports complex? You want to go to a Royals or Chiefs game? It's going to be twenty, Pro- probably thirty minutes. It's 30 a little minutes. further north. Okay, that's not you know, bad. You, a little you, bit, yeah, yeah it's, it takes me forty-five minutes from where we live now. Yeah. Right. yeah.
0: No, it, it location-wise, I just I can't say enough. And then you put in the things Chris was just talking about the appeal and and it really has a chance to be very a real show place that's our goal yeah and yeah uh, Uh, so again I do I want to just reiterate if if someone has a question uh, about the property uh,
1: contact you at uh, arrowhead airpark at gmail.com
0: or your realtor uh, or broker I really should say bill brown and he can be reached on his cell phone at 913 244 4954. And it and can be found on Facebook right now. Eventually, I suppose there will be a website, but for now, on, there, there will be. On Facebook uh, at Arrowhead Air Park. Uh, just search that. Correct. Right. right. Yeah.
1: And anybody who goes to the Facebook page, I do want to uh, caution you the beautiful pictures you see on there are not Arrowhead Air Park.
2: <laughs> it's undeveloped exist yet. at this point yes. that's
1: correct so, i did uh use some pictures from other beautiful air parks around the country as inspirational photos but this is the time as you get in the
0: ground them. floor with this this is really a ground floor opportunity yes, yes and uh if you didn't if you didn't have a chance to catch our earlier podcast uh with craig's background uh I'll spend 15 minutes reiterating. No, it's that long, you know. Former, uh, a retired military officer, retired fighter pilot, uh, retired Southwest Airlines captain, uh, active, active general aviation pilot, involved in in two different very successful formation flying clinics. Uh, part owner of of a of we discussed on this podcast, the garage. uh, condo concept in Johnson County Kansas and now this so yeah so this is this is't I
2: think it's important for people to hear that this is not Craig's first rodeo yes. when it comes to developing yes. and you've got a pretty robust team that you've put together so this this is not the Craig Wilcox show this I mean you're you're obviously leading and you're spearheading a lot of this and you've got the vision for it but you've got a you got a pretty talented team that's that's well and uh, I honestly out. would not have
1: proceeded for land at the price we're buying it at or this uh, large of a scale of an air park if it was just a bunch of other pilots. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but you need business experience. Mine is fairly limited. You know, it's just from the carriage houses, condos. Uh, the partners I brought on are very successful local business people. And I trust them to tell me, yeah, I don't think that's going to work. We need to change course here. Uh, So that's one reason I feel so optimistic about it is because uh, they've all signed on and are investing their money in it like I am to make sure this happens.
0: Well, it's exciting. Uh, And, of course, if if anyone needs an airplane to go with the airpark. There and you go. Contact us at flywildblue.com. No, we uh, Greg it's been a great it's been a great chance to catch up with you and and talk about all these exciting things going on and so uh, we we really appreciate it Chris you have
1: anything you no, like to
2: Well, no, I just want to give uh, Craig one last shot. You got any parting thoughts or anything else you want to add to that you wanted to talk about that you hadn't had a chance to yet?
1: No, not really. I would like to express my gratitude for inviting me to do this and giving me the opportunity to get news about the air park out there and
0: uh, Well, it may not be the last time, you know. No. We may a year from now we may be talking again or something. Yeah. Okay. You so, know,
2: we can on a nice day where it's not windy. We could set this up right there on the middle of the paved runway. There we That's go. And, exactly uh, right. we, can have a, we can have an on-site. Uh, that, that. Well, Is that a guy on fire? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we need a video podcast. Well. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there you go. There <laughs> we well, go. no, folks, thanks so much. It's been our pleasure. It's been great having Craig here. And, you know, Todd's always a blessing. There's just no two ways about that. <laughs> so uh, but we appreciate you listening to our podcast, to subscribing. Uh, you check out the air park. Check out uh, what uh, the information that Craig's given. And and if you don't have any of that, call us. We'll direct you in the right place. Uh, Our number is 888-773-4249. And, again, you can always uh, take a look what we've got at flywildblue.com. Thank you, Craig. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to the Wild Blue Podcast. Find us online at flywildblue.com. And
2: don't forget to subscribe and share.